Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Never had a so good sports talk radio. A shout out again to Coach Jonathan Hayes and Coach Jay Hayes, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator for the XFL Arlington Renegades. That was really neat um, for them to be coordinators on the same team. And, and this is not the first time. Of course, they did it with the Bengals, um, and then they did it with the St. Louis Battlehawks. So they've had a lot of experience with that, and it was just neat just to hear their story. Let me get in Duck Riley and also my co-host, Tim Moore. Gentlemen, how are you all tonight? I'm doing fine, Princess, but i got a bone to pick. What's, what's your bone? <laughs> you, you, see, you, you always be laughing at me when I talk about Coach Ivy, and, and you uh-huh. asked me, the first question yeah. you asked Coach Hayes was, was about the rock. Yeah, well, I want to know what old DJ was saying and doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave that alone. I was, I was hoping you would just let me slide on that, Tim. But you, as soon as we start the next show. <laughs> and I was even thinking while I asked the question that Tim was going to look at her. Uh-huh. She ain't going to think at me about now. No, too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Duck, he didn't let me slide, Duck. He didn't let me slide. Hey, look, I I I didn't want to touch it. My homes were on it. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can get the rest of the guys in here and they'll let me slide. I'm gonna actually start with, with tall light skinned brother. He looks a lot like Yeah. Hey. Something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you got me first. <laughs> What's going on, fam? What's Ooh. going on? Thank you for being on. Thank you for being on. Oh, this is one. Tommy Pritchett, how are you? I'm good. <clears throat> good evening, everyone. Hey, good evening. I'm excited good about evening. this one. Yeah, Will Harris, how are you? Good evening. How's everyone doing tonight? Doing yeah. good. Doing good. Thank you for being on. And Tony Coleman, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing really well. And, uh, you know, it was really good to come on and hear everybody getting, you know, big laughs and, you know, the, the uh-huh. start the, you know, start the hour. And, you know, Duck just <laughs> let me ask a question about the XFL and Arlington Renegades. And they, you know, they're laughing because I wanted to know what The Rock said and, and how did he interact. <laughs> you know, I just kind of wanted to know. <laughs> Can I meet him? You know, I was just trying to see. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Duncan. Tell. <laughs> first of all, we first of all we all know that's how you get in trouble. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and guys, honestly, I want to thank everybody for that condolence and stuff like that. You know, the good thing about it is it wasn't a question where my mom was going to end up. We know she's with the Lord, so you know that's some relief for my whole family. So I just want to thank everybody for that. Yeah, we were praying for you, Doc. You were heavy on our hearts, for sure. You got some family right here in this one. Um, Okay. Take over. 
Yeah, I want to I want to start off and start off with my homeboy uh, Tommy. I want to backtrack and talk a little bit about the Boston and Miami series. You know, they're up three zero, and then Boston comes back, and then we kind of see what happens last night. Kind of share your theory on that. Well, <clears throat> Boston didn't shoot good. Um, you know, I, I had picked Boston to win that series, but they didn't shoot good. And after after Tatum tweaked his ankle, it seemed like they lost a lot of momentum then. Um, I, I, I'm still surprised by Miami. You know, I, I didn't I didn't really take them serious from the start. So, but they did real well. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm still in a little shock with Boston losing. I had picked them, you know, to go to the championship, but it didn't work out that way. So, <clears throat> okay, uh, uh, Princess, uh, Boston, Miami, three zero. Look like they could they could end it right there in Miami. Listen, Duck, I was rooting for that three that you know to have a three three tie and get a game seven, and they actually pulled it off. But um, I was still concerned though, Duck, that it's hard to win four games in a row. Um, this was in Denver against the Lakers, and I didn't think they could pull it off, but I thought it was hard to do that. Um, but they were at home, the Celtics were, and they were a seven-point favorite. I still think that the difference is, is that there's a lot of talent on the Boston Celtics team. They don't have a dog like Jimmy Butler, and um, I, I think that is that is the difference, the heart of him and, and the desire to win. And I think the, the organization of, of Miami, with, starting with Pat Riley and then Spolstra, um, for sure. One thing I'd like to mention, and that is Jimmy Butler – after game six and that, that crazy tip in at the end, you know, with 2.9 seconds and, and he gets it in, um, Jimmy Butler says, God will continue to test you until you pass that same test. And he's given us the same test. Eventually, we got to pass it. And, and I thought that was, he was like, and he said, the good news is I didn't play well, you know, and if I had played well, we would have won. He said, I'm going to play well in game seven. And, and I thought, oh, my gosh. And it came to pass. But he said God will continue to test you. He wouldn't give you that same test over and over until you pass it. You got to speak it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will, Will, Caleb Martin, undrafted. What your thoughts? Yeah, I thought he should have been the uh, Eastern Conference the final MVP. I mean, when Jimmy Butler had those two off games, I mean, he stepped up and he got cut by the Charlotte Hornets. And finally got an opportunity with the Heat, and he just showed what the right uh, culture, the right teammates and coaching staff could do for his development. He was a big part of them within the series. He was shooting well from uh, three, even uh, played well on defense, had, had some mid-range shots. So, yeah, credit to him. I think he's going to be a big key for them in the next series. But I think with Boston, I just look at them like I mean, they just live by the three, die by the three. I think they just weren't attacking the last game. Pretty much it started in the fourth quarter of game six. They just stopped attacking or depending on the three. I think they shot 42 threes, made like nine of them. So it just that's just what happens when you're so dependent on that three-pointer. But credit to Miami and Caleb Martin for having a great series. 
uh, uh, Will, Will, you had to bring up him being cut by the Hornets, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Tim, you, know, you, yeah, you, you I, kind of watched it and you, your thoughts on it. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I thought I, I was surprised, first of all. Uh, going into the series, I thought I thought uh, I sort of like Tommy. I, I didn't take Miami that seriously in this series, and I think there were a couple people on here. I know Tony, and I think somebody else had picked Miami, and I was really sort of surprised at that. But um, they are they played well, man. And Caleb, whew, he was impressive. Now, I agree with Will. I thought he should have been the MVP. Uh, not that his stats were better than Jimmy Butler's, but he was more consistent. Um, Butler had a couple of games where he didn't play well, and um, I thought uh, Caleb played well the entire series. Um, and, in fact, uh, was the one that kept him in the game long enough for them to be in striking distance in game six where they lost at the buzzer. And then last uh, last night he was just, he was just tremendous. Um, I was surprised, very surprised. Yeah, I'm with you and Will too. I, I really and I, I don't know how you know everybody else feels about. It. I really thought Caleb Martin had a, a good shot at getting it. And I thought when they gave it to Butler, I thought he was going to turn around and hand it to Caleb Martin, but he didn't. So <laughs> um, I want to I want to bring <laughs> yeah I want to bring Larry in here, Larry, because you know we we talked about it we. You know Miami up three zero, and it looked looked pretty rough for Boston. And and plus Boston had the coach of the year in Missoula, which we know. Uh, <laughs> we just we just wanted to make sure that even after him tying it three three, they still thinking that hey, you know, is this the right guy for for Boston? You know, you bring up a good point, and I think that's probably half of the problem. I'm not sure that he has that locker room, and I'm not, and, and and I don't know why because they're in the same spot that they were last year with an opportunity to go to the to the championship. Um, but there seemed to be always some some doubt in the minds when they they entered onto the court. Um, they don't have an alpha. They don't have that dog. Um, and this is the same thing that happened to them last year. This is the same thing that happened to them every series prior to this. I did pick Miami, um, and I picked them because they gave the Sixers problems and they gave uh, Boston problems too. The way they matched up, they matched up really well against them. Now, after the injuries, man, I just wasn't sure that they could put the next man up. And, you know, I give props to that organization. I think Will mentioned it, you know, ownership you know, from the top down. And, he's, and, and by the way, I don't think Spolster's ever been coach of the year even. It, it, no. For as many times as right, which is hard to believe, um, to see what they did. Uh, that organization, organization has run very well. Everybody there believes that they can win. There was never – we've all been in locker rooms where we've thought we've had a chance or we've hoped we had a chance. Uh, that team knew they had a chance. And when they had the opportunity to come out, uh, they punched Boston in the face, and Boston did not respond whatsoever. Um, nobody, nobody on that team responded, uh, particularly Jalen uh, Brown. Um, and, and I probably, I think he's probably out of there anyway. And the rumors were probably 
I think the rumors were were bothering him this year, and I think he's probably out. So um, somewhat surprised after the injury, but I did pick them. Okay, you brought up an interesting point. You know, of course, uh, Spolster didn't get the, the coach of the year, hasn't been chosen coach of the year. I, I, I kind of look at it like Butler giving it the, the trophy to uh, Caleb Martin and Spolster giving his trophy to uh, Pat Riley. But anyway, uh, I understand. <laughs> so I want I want to bring Tony in. Uh, Tony, give us the insight on this. You know, why can't Boston get over the hump? You know, I, I think that um, they just, you know, when you have a transition from a coach trying to set a, a culture and then all of a sudden you have an, another guy come in and step in and take over, you're constantly trying to rebuild the culture or whatever has already been established. So that's always going to put you at a little disadvantage. And the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about Miami Heat is that, and I think, uh, you know, Larry, maybe a few others have mentioned it, they're so solidified from the top down. I mean, like ownership and then, you know, Pat Riley, you know, Lonzo Mourning. I mean, you got all these championship DNA guys who are leaders. And then, you you know, you know Eric's been, you know, constantly, um, you know, groomed for this over the years, and, you know, they've won championships. you got guys on the roster. Don't forget uh, Udonis Haslow. He's not sitting down on that bench for nothing. That guy, he, what is he, 40-something years old? But he's got chips. He's got rings. Larry got rings. I mean, these guys got rings on this team. Kevin Love, you know, these guys are sacrificing themselves to, you know, for the, for the whole agenda. And they know what it means to be there. They know the opportunities. These guys are mentally just tough. They're mentally tough. And I and I believe that's the reason why Miami was so uh successful, you know, against Boston. They they you know, they go through periods where they just stop thinking and just don't react and they just go through these slumps and it's been showed throughout, you know, the the year, the season, the playoffs. And to be down three oh Man, it was a shocking to see them even come back and win three. Um, and then that game six, I think that was just man, the, the leprechaun was just there, man, hanging with them that night. That was just uh, man, you know, fortunate for them. The mindset that hey, we still got another opportunity, and they took advantage of it, man. I think this, I think the culture and the mental state is just too is just stronger. It was just so much stronger than Boston. Dave, before you move on, if I could just real quick, I don't know if you guys got an opportunity after game six to hear uh, Jalen Brown uh, with Shaq and Barkley in them, and, and, and they asked him why, you know, at the end of games and fourth quarters you make it so difficult and, and, and you don't put it away. And his response was, uh, I think we're afraid to take the last shot. Uh, because either, you know, we, we don't want to step on each other's toes. It was something that, that, that related to that, which I mm-hmm. thought was, you know, I, I, I thought that was startling for somebody to say that out loud, that we right. were kind of afraid to step on each other's toes to take the last shot because, you know, the real ones are going to take the last shot. It doesn't matter. So uh, I thought that was somewhat telling. 
Okay, yeah, good good point, Larry. Uh, yeah, I I I didn't I didn't I didn't hear that, but hey, yeah, that's that's a great point. I want to stay right with Tony. Now we we're headed into the NBA championship game. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna you know everybody's gonna talk about it. We want to talk about who you're taking and stuff. But I want to hit with you, Tony. I want to talk about the matchups. Who matches up better with who? Um, you know, Denver and Heat uh, matchup. It's going to be a uh, a difficult matchup um, when it comes to you know uh, the Joker. You know, um, Bam is going to have to take his game to another level in order to uh, compensate for you know the size, the oversize, and the skill set. You know, of the Joker. So they're going to have to really keep him busy. Um, you know, through a lot of, you know, pick and rolls, just keep them moving on the, on the defense side of the floor a lot. You know, and then you're talking about, you know, the perimeter game. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. I'm I'm just really uh, curious to see how um, Eric Spolster is going to put this thing together in order to, uh, you know, uh, match up and kind of keep things, you know, even killed. Because um, there, there, there is a matchup issue there, but it can be uh, countered. It's just a matter of just waiting to see how they're going to do it. Uh, zone is not going to be a key, I don't think, in this in this regard because everything goes through Jokic, uh, and you know he's usually um, top of the key, foul line area, and you got shooters, Porter, Murray. I mean, these you know these guys on the perimeter. Um, and they'll be a lot more patient and pick a zone apart. So they're going to have to make them really work. I, I would I would go after Jokic all the time, trying to get him in foul trouble. I would try to get him out of the game as much as I can. You got to get him off the floor. That's the way you're going to have a chance to maybe have an even uh, matchup out there, um, guarding defensively, and you know just kind of countering some of the stuff they're going to be doing. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm not saying that they're okay. not going to be able to pull something together. I think they will, but it's going to be interesting to see. Okay. Uh, I want to bring uh, Tommy in. Tommy, you know, you hear what Tony said, but I think when they play the Lakers and Lakers didn't stick with it, they did. They put him in a lot of pick-and-roll situations, and it didn't seem like he had the foot speed to get back. To, you know, to make things happen. Just kind of observation. What are your thoughts about, you know, what Tony said and what, what you see the issues could be? You know what? <clears throat> you know what? I agree with everything that Tony said. But, you know, uh, Miami Miami doesn't run a lot of, of the high pick and rolls. They don't do that. And, you know, with, with uh, Gordon... Porter Jr. and the Joker on the front line, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a problem uh, for Miami to score inside. You know, Bam just had a problem with with Boston. They uh, you know, this last game they might you know they just might as well just shut him down. And you know, with with the size of Gordon Porter Jr. and the Joker, what is he gonna do with those guys? And then you got Murray. Who is a lot taller than uh, 
Lowry and Vincent, he's going to be a problem for them too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put the Heat down, man, because the Heat, you know, they've shown me that they're a good team. I'm not, I'm not going to put them down. They may come up with something, but they, I know they will have to shoot the ball well to defeat Denver. Uh, and they have shooters. They've got, you know, Martin, Robinson. I don't know if he will be back. And Vincent and Butler, you know, they have the shooters. The big question mark to me is who will they have that can contain Murray? You know, if they can contain Murray, they may have a chance, but they don't have to shoot the ball well to, to win this series. And I, I picked Denver to win it. But I don't know in how many games because I, you know, the Heat surprised me and they could surprise me again. So I just got Denver winning the winning the championship. Okay, I, I want to jump over to Tim. Uh, Tim, you, you're here with uh, Tommy and Tony said, you know, uh, about the the front line. Now, who do they have to stop Butler? Oh, I think uh, I think. Um... I was getting ready to say Gordon. I was getting ready to say Gordon, but but Gordon's more of a power forward type guy. Um, I'm not sure they have a, a really good matchup for for Butler, but they've got some guys that can make him work. Um, the the thing that concerns me though is I don't think Miami matches up well with Denver at all. Um, I think Denver is really big. I don't think Bam is going to be a factor in this in this. Uh, uh, series, um, I think it's going to be difficult for them to rebound anywhere near the way they did against Boston because uh, Gordon and Porter and, and these guys are really tall. They're very athletic. I think their guards, uh, they're 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 quick and, and and they're active. And I think Murray is just a tremendous. He, he's a good defender as well as a good scorer. So. Um, I don't think this series is going to be very close. Actually, I think I think it's going to be a, a five-game series, and and I think Denver's going to win it. But um, I don't think they have a, a really good matchup with Butler. Um, but I think they match up well at most of the other positions. Uh, uh, Princess, you're kind of hear what everybody's saying so far. I thought maybe Boston would have matched up better with Denver than Miami. But like like everybody's saying, you can't count Miami out. Your, your thoughts on Yeah. I thought so, too, that, that Boston would have matched up much better. But I agree with everything that Tim said. And we keep saying that, we, you know, someone's going to have to step up and play um, Jokic. And um, no one has. Anthony Davis, you know, certainly didn't. And now, you know, Bam Adebayo has, has got to do that. And I don't think he will. I don't think he has the weight to do it. But – um. I, I I think this, if Denver plays well, I don't think Miami wins, and I don't think it's close either. I agree with Tim. If, if, if that's just a five-game series. And I don't like Denver. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, will, what role will uh, Love have in this in this series? That's a good question because, I mean, they're going to have to have bodies to throw on uh, Jokic. I think Bam's going to have uh, issues with them. So maybe they can give Love more minutes to help uh, to get some uh, 
minutes defending Jokic on that end. I mean, he can stretch the floor and shoot the three as well. That's one thing he hasn't lost as he's gotten older. And maybe he'll have a bigger role in this series than he did the last one. I think it'll be more competitive. I think I'll say Nuggets in six. I think Miami's just so scrappy. I mean, they hustle. They, you know, they got getting a lot of production out of their role players. The question is, will that continue to last into the championship? They played twice in the regular season. I mean, both games were close. I just think the Denver just has too much uh, firepower. They shoot the ball well. Uh, Jokic, you know, he's, you know, just the, his ability to see the floor. Uh, he can shoot the three as well. I've just been on a roll this whole playoff. I think Denver's been the best team in the league all year. And it's pretty much continued through the playoff. We've seen a lot of upsets, eight seeds and seven seeds, making it deep in, deep playoff runs. But Denver's just been the number one seed and been the most consistent team in the league. So I'll go Nuggets in six. I just think the Heat are too well coached, very scrappy, and they'll be able to steal a couple. Liar, take us home with this. Your thoughts on uh, the Denver and Miami yeah. series. You know, we just – if we go over what we just mentioned of how Miami uh, won that last series and, and then we project it to this series, um, I think they have a lot going for them. Um, if you look at the that Denver-Lakers series, uh, that was a close series. Uh, I think there was a game by two, there was a game by five, ten. I don't, maybe there was a blow. But that was a, that was a close series each game. Um and they had no shooters whatsoever. So the Brow didn't play, you know, incredibly well. Um, you know, if he plays well, they have an opportunity. If he doesn't, they don't. So we knew that was going to happen. Uh, I think Jokic gets his points. I, I'm going to give him his points. Um, but if they're even able to play something similar, and I think the Miami plays a better defense than the Lakers did, and so if you combine that with the shooting, with the tenacity, that championship uh, um, um, uh, front office, I think they have a chance. I think this goes seven, and I'm going to be the one that picks Denver to win this in seven. Um, I just think that, that caliber, Denver's not been here. Joker has a lot to prove as a two-time, maybe even a three-time MVP. Um, I do think they're extremely talented. I think Murray, I, you know, prior to the injury, I thought he was on like a Devin Booker, you know, trajectory. I, I think he's that offensively skilled. Porter and the rest of them. Um, I just think that maybe Miami is built a little differently. And because they are a, de- a defensive-minded team uh, at this point of the season in championship, I think that that could make the difference. And they probably – have the biggest dog in the in the championship with Butler, not the best player, but the best dog, and and on that team, I think it means something. So I, I'm gonna, I, I guess it's gonna be an upset, but I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with with Miami. I think they pull this one out in seven. Okay, all right. Hey, press it, put it in the books. All right, Miami in seven. All right. I'm going to stay with you, Larry, because we want to find out who is the best shooting guard who has played in the NBA past or present. You know, this is it's such a difficult question because when the rules change, everything changes. You know, when when you're not allowed to breathe or touch anybody, except Curry, I, I think he's the greatest shooter that we've seen. Uh, 
once the rules have changed. Unfortunately, prior to that, I think it's Reggie Miller, uh, you know, when a very physical, you know, type of a game where you can create and make shots. Um, so I've got a post and a, pre, you know, a pre and a post shooter. Um, but after, I've never seen anything. Obviously, there's very few players that change the way the game is played. Uh, and, and Seth Curry is absolutely one of them. Um, and, and not even on schemes. Let's forget schemes. But if you go all the way down to high school and you're watching high schoolers and college kids now, uh, what you'll notice is you're not seeing much more of that athletic two, you know, you know, two shots. Uh, everything is a one motion. You don't have the two motion anymore. The Jordan jump up in the air over you and shoot. Now it's a one motion. I'm going to get to my spot and I got my release. So he has absolutely changed the way the game has been played. And very few people have done that. And he's one of them. So if it's, I'm going to go with him uh, being the best overall. All right. Uh, Tony. I have, I have a pass. Um, player and I have a present player. My past player is going to be Michael Jordan. No one was better than him scoring the ball. Um, blank. And I'll just leave it right there. And then my, my current player will be Steph Curry. Unbelievable. Has transcended the game um, in a whole, on a whole other level. It just flat out just shoot the ball better than anybody we ever seen. Um, so those are my two guys right there, past and present. All right. Uh, Tommy. You know what? It's a long list. It's a long list of, uh, <laughs> of shooting guards. Yes. But you know, I got I, I got Michael Jordan as as the best shooting guard, followed by Kobe Bryant, and I got the third one, Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson was real good. Man. He was a, he was a good shooting guard, even though he he handled the ball a lot during his time, but he was still considered a shooting guard. I don't know if they list it. I don't think they list uh, Seth Curry as a shooting guard. I think they list him as a point. Those are my three. Yeah, and, and that was interesting point you brought up, Tommy, because everybody, when it comes to Oscar Robinson and Steph Curry, they – they just put him down as a guard. They don't say, they don't say point or shooting. They just put him down as a guard. So, is that you know, Tony is that is that a, a third category for that? Or you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I just, I mean, when I think of Steph Curry, I just think about shooting. I mean, like, I don't think of any. Right. Even if he has a total game where he can do it all, but when I think of him. I just think about shooting. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when you mention his name. Shoot. Half court. Three-pointers. Whatever. Mid-range. It don't matter. It's just shooting. <laughs> that's all I think of, man. When okay. His name is... uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Princess, you're shooting guard or guards. And it's like Tommy said, he got three of them. Um, I heard people say Michael Jordan, so... I'm just going to say no to that right off the bat. Um, <laughs> and everybody knows why. Um, so, <laughs> but I, I I, think it was Larry that said, I, I thought that um, the way the game there is now, Steph Curry, I mean, if they put him as a guard, I think he's the best shooter that we've seen in quite some time. 
And I, I think he's made it normal, too. He goes out and gets 30 or 40, and he's shooting from almost half court. And we have actually become to expect that. You know, we're not even saying, oh, my goodness. I think some of us do because we can appreciate that. But when he is on, and, and that's more often than not, it, it's, it's, I, I pay to watch that for sure. It, it is one of the, the greatest spectacles of the NBA. And, and in the previous game, I really like Reggie Miller. I, I did. I, I, well, I liked his game. I don't know if, you know, some of the antics and stuff back and forth with the Knicks, but I like this game um, for sure. So those are going to be my two. I think I, I mirrored um, Larry Tisdale with those two. All right. Okay. Y'all becoming tight. Okay. All right. Uh, no, no, no. He's an Eagles <laughs> right. fan. There's only so close, so close we can get. But Season's getting ready to start. I do love him. <laughs> All right, Will, your top. Yeah, I think I put um, Michael Jordan at one from the uh, older era. But when you look at what the game's changed since then, he was he was like a mid-range guy, and he had that one final game where he hit six threes, but that wasn't what he specialized That you know, He was more of a uh, mid-range assassin. But nowadays you just see how Curry's just changed the game. you got to cover the entire court, best pure shooter. Not technically a shooting guard. I think he's more considered a point. But just when it comes to pure shooting, I think he's the best we've ever seen. Okay. Uh, on board. Tim, what's up? What you got for us? I'm, I'm like Tommy. This is one of the toughest questions that has been asked, I think. Because I, when when I saw um, the best shooting guard, I, there were a bunch of names that started coming to my mind. Um you know, over the years. And, and there were a couple of guys. Uh, Steph Curry never entered my mind because I consider him a point guard. He handles the ball. He runs the offense. So I don't put him in that category. Now, if you're talking about a shooter, that's a different situation. But I don't consider him a shooting guard. And I um, I thought about Allen Iverson, who most people would think of as a shooting guard. But I also sort of think he handled the ball more than more than most guys. He He played more of a point, even though he scored a lot sort of like Dame, Dame uh, Dollar does. Uh, just a few of the names that came to mind immediately. Was Joe Dumars, tremendous shooting guard. Uh, Mitch Richmond, great shooting guard. Dennis Johnson won both titles with both Seattle and with the Boston Celtics and was a tremendous shooting guard, played defense and scored. Ray Allen, uh, great shooting guard. Sidney Moncrief, uh, George Gervin. Um, somebody mentioned Reggie Miller. Uh, the big O, just strong, just I mean, just a big, strong six-five. But he was a point guard primarily. Um, but I get down to a couple of guys that just really stand out, and I wasn't a fan uh, of either one. Not a big fan of either one of. I was never a fan of Kobe Bryant, but I think he he he's right up there as one of the best. And uh, Jerry West, one of the best. Uh, but Michael Jordan, I think the best shooting guard um, that's ever played. He did it all. Rebound, okay. defense, handled the ball, shot, the whole thing. I, I, you know, and, and I listen to everybody. I am really shocked that you guys didn't give uh, any love to Chris Jackson, who eventually changed his name. Oh, he's wow. a shooter. Yeah, that's true. That's you why you didn't it. get any 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 blood. Change his name. What's his name now? Okay. 
Mahmoud, uh, Raouf. Hold on, yeah. hold on, uh, Alexis. <laughs> Abdul, Mahmoud, Raouf. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And, and my when, man, he was, when he was on, when he was yeah. on, he oh. was every bit as deadly as uh, as Steph Curry when he was on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he just didn't have the long career like that. <laughs> and, well, because he was blackballed, and he was the other thing is he, he when he's playing in uh, Ice Cube's uh, three on three, right? He still can stroke it. Yeah, he can go. There's yeah, a documentary out on him now, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. But he was a point yeah. guard too, though, really. <laughs> you could you could possibly say that, but that's that's gonna be another uh, topic for our, our next uh, our next show. But uh, anyway, I want to stay with you, uh, Tim, because I want to thank talk about your thoughts on uh, James Harden and Tobias Harris. Um, I think, and I don't think it'll happen because uh, Maury is the general manager of Philadelphia, and he has that relationship with Harden uh, from Houston. But I think uh, if I were the GM, I would get rid of James Harden. I'd try to find a way to trade him if I could to get some value for him, but I would not want him back for next year. Um, uh, uh, Tobias Harris is a good player, but he's got a big fat contract and uh, you know they chose him over Jimmy Butler which I still get upset about but uh, I I think his contract is kind of inflated and if you can do something with that contract I'd try to move both of them if you can get value for them uh, but they're both good ball players uh, but I, I I think if Philly's trying to get over the top um, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's going to work with Harden and uh, Tobias's contract is just too fat Okay, Larry? Yeah, wow. Um, I'm not a fan of Harden. Uh, I, I think he's yeah, he's he's kind of done. I, I think he's worn his welcome out already in Philadelphia. I'm not sure if he you can unload him on somebody, although I know he didn't uh, resign. Um, Tobias, on the other hand, and I know he has that contract, but Tobias doesn't fit in with, with Philadelphia. For whatever reason, he just doesn't have the personality to step up. And he's a good ball player. Um, you know, he could drop 20, 22 you know, on any given night. He just doesn't seem to have you know, that, that ability with Philadelphia. If he played, uh, you know, on, on Miami, I think he'd be a little freer in order to score. And he needs mm-hmm. an, an offense and a, and a coach like that that's going to give him the green light. He doesn't have that here. Um, so – I, I think somebody's going to pay for Tobias. I'm not sure what we're going to do with Harden, but you're not winning anything with Harden here. I really, and I'm being honest, I think Harden, if you watched him during the playoffs, you know, he's not going by anybody. You know, he's not flopping. He's not taking big shots. I, I really think he's a hindrance to a ball club. Um, and, and if you really pay it, if you really pay attention, he's always blaming somebody else. Right. including his teammates. He's always pointing at his teammates for not doing this and not doing it and that. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a great teammate. Um, and behind, you know, you hear that he is. But on the court, the things that I see, uh, as a superstar, he takes no ownership of anything that's going on. He's always blaming somebody else. Um, 
just uh, yeah, it's, it's probably my most disliked player of the past generation. Okay, uh, Tom. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I I, uh, I like watching Hart, Harden on the, on the offensive end. He, you know, he can score. You know, he averaged what twenty-one points a game, six rebounds, ten assists this past season. During the playoffs, he averaged twenty points six rebounds and eight assists. So his numbers did, well, they didn't go down that much. His assist numbers went down a couple. But, you know, he's played for four teams in 14 years. You know, someone just mentioned him uh, wearing out his welcome. He's worn his welcome wherever he goes. Um, <laughs> I mean, everywhere he's been, he's worn out his welcome. So, you know, he can score, but he's not worthy of leading to, to no NBA championship. I would get hardened just for attendance purposes. You know, get that money. But I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't depend on James Harden to lead me to a championship. <clears throat> and as far as Tobias Harris, he never got enough touches playing with uh, Harden and uh, MB. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's played 12 seasons for five teams, but he's a role player that I think that any team would love to have. You know, when he's out there, he produces if he touches the ball, but I think any team would love to have him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Princess, Harden and uh, Tobias Cyrus. Duck, everything that Tommy Pritchett said, <laughs> Harden has worn out his welcome everywhere he's gone. Um, he, everywhere. He's eventually, they've been, the fan base and the franchise itself wanted to get rid of him. And I don't, I don't know who picks him up at this point, but maybe it is about selling tickets and a brand name. But um, I think he's lost a step. He's, nearly, he's not nearly the player he was. Um, in the middle of that Thunder offense when, wow, Westbrook, Durant, and, and Harden. Um, but he's one of my, I think someone said it to him, one of my least favorite players. Um, with locker room and his presentation um, on the court and the fact that he blamed somebody in, at, in the end at the press conference. I don't know who picked him up. Why is he even a commodity that somebody wants? Because I think that the history is there. All right, Will. Nine points in game seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of them. There you I go. So, I think with uh, Philly, you just got to look at the roster. They got MB, you know, played at the MVP level all year, but Harden just never been consistent, number one. And then come playoff time, he's just not reliable in big games. I don't think his game messes well with uh, MB and the rest of the roster. Everywhere he's go, he struggles to get over the hump. So, I think I think they have to try to at least get something for Harden. I think Tobias Harris because of the contract. Again, you just got to see if you can move him and try to get a legitimate number two for Embiid. I mean, your windows now. So I think this is the offseason to try to make a big move. Okay, I want to stay right with you because Doc Rivers. A lot of guys are saying that he should retire. You know. Hey, do, do, do I get a chance to uh, comment on Harden? 
I, I didn't know if you wanted to, so I, I was trying to get by. Okay. Uh, go ahead, go, go, go ahead, go ahead, Tony. My bad, my bad, Tony. I didn't know if you, you know, I know how you guys, you and Larry, get in your feelings over the Sixers, so I, I was trying to get by with. It. Uh, hey, we, we, we supposed to go one, two, three, and not not one, two, one, two. <laughs> no, nah, but um, it, it's really going to boil down to uh, money. Dave, um, you know, Harden is up for a max contract, you know, $200 million plus. He took, he took, a, um, he took a pay cut um, to sign before, and now he's up again. And um, he's going to get $200 million. The Sixers can actually offer him $210 million. Uh, a lot of people are talking about, well, the rumor is about Houston, um, Offering them a couple hundred million to come over there for a four-year deal, and um, you know, so I, I don't, you don't know if that's being used as leverage, you know, for the Sixers to sign them, but they're not excited to give them the max deal uh, in Philly. Um, and then you know, you got Nurse, you got a new coach that's coming in. So, what is his um, game plan? You know, with with uh, you know redesigning, you know, the offense and. In, in their culture there. Uh, he's totally a different style coach than Doc Rivers was. So um, how much influence he's going to have in terms of uh, keeping guys on the roster. You know, with Tobias Harris, he's got a year left on this contract. He's getting – he's making $37 million. Um, you, you can't trade him. You're not going to get nothing in return. The best thing to do with Tobias is wait until the trade deadline you know, for a team that may be trying to vie for a playoff run where you can get something in exchange, you're not going to get nothing for Tobias at this point because of the money um, that he's making. So it's like um, it's, it's a really, really uh, weird situation uh, with the new changing of the coaching and them trying to move in a different direction. Um, there's just too many rumors out there. It's, it's, just, it's going to be really, really good to wait and see what happens. But well, he's going to get two hundred million from uh, the hardness. Okay. All right. Uh, Will Doc Rivers? You know, like they say, should he retire? Should he continue? What well, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he could he could have done a better job in some years. I think he's kind of been graded on a curve a bit. You know, he could do a lot worse at coach than. Doc Rivers. I mean, he's won a championship. He's made, you know, made several deep playoff runs over the years. Just hasn't been able to win the big games here and there. But when you think of all of these different coaching openings that come up year after year, I think he'd be a good fit for a lot of these uh, teams that are probably rebuilding and just need that uh, leadership from an experienced coach with a good track record like him that um, come up short year after year. And that can be frustrating. But I think he's kind of being underrated now because of those failures. We forget that, you know, he's won championships. He's made deep playoff runs. He's coached great players. He does have a good resume. So I think he'll always have some openings out there for him. Okay. Now, Tony, now you can jump in here on Doc. What's what's going on? Well, um, if if you remember, Dave, uh, back in um, like 2010 when he was coaching the Boston Celtics, when they won a championship and everything, he had opted to retire then. Like, after he won the championship, I think he had, like, another year on his contract in Boston. He said he was going to retire. He wasn't coming back. 
He wanted to spend more time with his family. So I think it really boils down to like what stage he's at, you know, in his life. And if, you know, if he just want to continue to be, a, to be around the game, you know, doing it, I know that he loved doing it. You know, it's just a matter of like, okay, do I want to just like step away and just spend more time doing something else? He's very capable. He's still, you know, sharp. I think that he wouldn't have a problem getting a job. So I think it just really boils down to where he's at right now in this point in time in his life. You know what I mean? If he wants to continue to coach. Okay. That's uh, all right. Uh, Larry. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of hit it. I, it. I think this is kind of up to him. You know, if you look at the coaches throughout the years, you know, he's always going to bring your, your team to be a competitive team. He, he's an X and O's guy, although, you know, sometimes it can be questioned like maybe with the Sixers, um, but you're going to have a winning product out there. I know he's – I think he's down. He's a finalist for the Phoenix position right now. I think they're down to three. Uh, so he's got another opportunity. Um, I don't know if they want to go younger. Um, and, and, and to be honest, I, I think maybe one of his downfalls is, you know, he's not very flexible uh, the older he's gotten. And I think that cost him, you know, on this last tenure here. Uh, with the Sixers, um, I, I thought, you know, from a coaching standpoint, there were, there were some things he could have done to put Embiid in a better p- a position and, and, and maybe use Harden a little different. But, um, you know, that's maybe even not, neither here or there. I think he's talented enough. Again, he, he's got a mind over these past 20, 30, 40 years that he's been playing and coaching that he's going to be successful wherever he's at. So it's probably just up to him whether or not he wants to coach. But I think he I think he's still – Above average coaching this week, Tommy. You know, I, I think Doc could still coach, but I feel that he should go to a, a team with uh, younger players. I think he has a lot. You know, he he can help younger players out a lot. You know, he won sixty five percent of his games this past season. Um. He has a fifty-nine percent winning percent of a winning percentage. Now, what got him fired was, you know, he he uh, lost three second-round exits. Uh, That's what got him fired. But I, I don't think that he should should retire. I think he has a lot to offer. He still has a lot to offer. He had Embiid and, and Harden. You know, I don't know. I don't know how hard it is to coach those guys. But uh, I feel he'll 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 do better if he if he had a younger team to coach, and hopefully he'll get that opportunity. Okay, uh, and Tim, you just heard what uh, Tommy said. You know, we're thinking of some of the younger teams where we know Houston is taken now, uh, but Detroit is out there, and they're talking about Kel, Kel, you know Ollie. Uh, what about Doc with with the Pistons? Well, um, I don't know, man. I, I like Doc. Uh, I think he's a good coach. Uh, I think not only did he win a championship in Boston, he would have won another one if Kendrick Perkins hadn't got hurt uh, in that final series against the Lakers. Um, they were they were on par getting ready to win another one. But um, he didn't do too well with the Clippers. They had a very talented team out there. Um, the Philly team, I think, personality-wise, was a, was just a 
very difficult situation. And I think his reputation is that he didn't develop uh, the big fella Ben Simmons at all. I mean, he, 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 you know, and I know Simmons bears some responsibility for that, for not working harder. But I mean, you get a guy, you know, that young, he should develop at least a jump shot or at least be able to shoot free throws. Um, so I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions about whether he should retire or not. I think he's a good coach. And the right situation, I'm not sure I know what that is. I'm not sure Detroit is it. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Phoenix, somebody said Phoenix, that might be okay. But Phoenix has no bench. I mean, Denver just exposed them. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, Doc. Okay, uh, Precious, take us home with it. Doc Rivers. Well, I want to check with his wife first, but if she wants him home or not. <laughs> yes. But, but um, I still think he wants to coach and he can coach. But um, I think we forget about the, the Orlando days. I thought he was pretty good. He just didn't win one there. And I agree, Tim. He, he may have gotten a second one um, in Boston. I thought that was a really good team. Um, not good in Clippers. And and I disagree a little bit with Tim. I, I just think that Ben Simmons was nothing like we've seen, and I keep saying that over and over. Maybe development on 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 um, Doc Rivers' side, but Ben had no heart, no desire to want to do anything. And um, every time he was slated to come back, and oh now you know well my back hurts or this, there was always an excuse, and and that that was yeah. sad to see. Um, for sure. I don't think we've seen anything like that in the NBA before where someone just really lost their desire to to compete um, or to even prove themselves or have any integrity. So, but riding, I'd like riding, to see him come back. Yeah, when you Say that again? With them Kardashian girls, riding the bicycle with them Kardashian oh, girls. Oh, Lord. Curse. There you go. Blame, <laughs> blaming the woman again. It's never the man's fault. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it alone. Yeah. Ask Reverend Robinson about that. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, leave it. Um, but hey, th- th- that's my thought is that um, I- I'd like to see him, but you know, to get another start, but, but where? Detroit? And, you know, I think Philly, Florida, because I think the home base is still in Florida. I think that's tough on on the family. Okay, Precious, take us out. Oh, I can take us out? That's it? Okay. All right. Gentlemen, thank you. Tony Coleman, Larry Tisdale, Will Harris, and and Tommy Pritchett, you all have, um, you know, a great evening and a great week. Tim, Tim and Doug, thank you very much. All right. Thank See you, you Thursday. All right. Thank you, folks. You, you Thank you, guys. Good show. All right. And, yeah, happy Memorial Day. I didn't get to see talk to you all, some of you all yesterday. I hope everybody did well. And, and Duck, I did not make any bread pudding. I cooked, but no <laughs> bread pudding. <laughs> <laughs> great, gentlemen, have a great evening. Okay, one quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed something.